Well, good evening, everybody. Let's get ready to get started here, and I'll go ahead and open us up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We can come before you once again this evening and join together for worship as we approach the very end of this year. We look forward to your blessings in the new year, and we look over this past year how you have kept us in your safe harbor. Help us tonight to worship with full hearts and thankful hearts for all your blessings and mercies upon us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, we are going to go over the prayer list, and I am in need of a pen. Thank you, Jeff. Okay, our prayer list this past week, number one on the list, pray for God to help you read the Bible every day in 2024. And number two, pray for persecuted Christians in Muslim countries. And number three, pray for our deacons. That includes Ron Browning, myself, Matt Wiseman, and Josh Payne. Number four, let's remember to pray for our Christian students at college who regularly share the gospel with other students. And number five, we have health needs, Jim Stoppelworth, Nikki, Linda Charbonneau, Linda Nowak, Gary, James Black, Dell's father and Marla's mother, Rose's sister, Burke's cousin, pastor's friends, Cody, Celeste, Skip, Vic and Bev, Matt Reichert, Pastor Steve Andrus, and others, of course, Pastor Will as well, and just all of our elders, all that are out with sickness, pray for me as well, I've got a little touch of sickness, and pray for your doctors as well, we need them, we really do. Also, pray for the elderly and the afflicted in our church and others, pray for Charlie and Becky. And pray for our police officer, Alex, and other police officers that you may know, whether they're Christian or not, but they're responsible for protecting and serving our communities. Also pray for peace over in the Middle East and in Ukraine as well, as that conflict will, both of those conflicts will carry over into the next year. Wouldn't it be great if God would bring peace to both of those nations? And Lord, we thank you for your faithful mercies throughout 2023. That's been a theme of this whole day, thanking the Lord for his mercies. And I spent a little bit of time this afternoon just thinking over the good things that God has given me in 2023 and the things that, you know, things that we didn't earn, but were given by the pure graciousness and goodness of God. Do we have anything else to add to our list tonight? Rose's granddaughter Bella having dental surgery on spinal surgery. 
spinal surgery on January 23rd. Right. Nikki? And he, he is a, a pastor? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's a pastor. So we will pray for Nicholas, I believe he said his name was. Nikolai. Nikolai? Nikolai and Brenda. Yes. Right, okay. And also that first one Nikki mentioned was Joss's Aunt Stacy has some broken bones and she needs to recover from that and not put any weight on them. Anything else this evening that we can think of? Logan, my grandmother went to the ER the night before last, so mm -hmm. she's in failing health. She's 102 years old. Micah's grandmother, failing health. Any last needs before we pray once more? All right, let's go back to the Lord in prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we beseech you once again. We know you never get tired of hearing us lift, lift up our voices to you and praise you for your mercy upon us. And we just thank you for that. And we know that you are kind to all of your creation, especially those who love you. And we pray that you would help us in many ways in the upcoming year. Pray you would help us to read our Bibles. Help us to treasure the word. May we view it as so highly precious, even above rubies and gold and diamonds, that we would want to spend day by day going over the promises and the, the stories and the examples and the commands that you've given us in your word. And we pray for our brethren who maybe even lack a Bible, who are persecuted in many various countries, and those brethren who are persecuted in Muslim countries especially. We pray for the deacons of this church, help them to find needs in the church, and fulfill uh, their service and their duties, and strengthen them as they, as they labor day by day to meet the needs of the saints and work together with the elders for the benefit of, of the body of Christ. We also pray for all of our health needs. We know there are so many right now in this season of our church's life. We pray you would just help them. And we've lifted up the names before to you and we even add a few more this evening. We think especially of Rose's granddaughter Bella Help the doctors to perform excellently with this surgery upcoming and help her to recover. 
grant her that the issue would finally be resolved and that she would even grow to appreciate and to love you because of it. Also pray for Josh's aunt with these broken bones and her recovery. We just pray you would give her the rest that she needs. And we pray the same for Micah's grandmother, that you would give her rest, you give her peace, and that you would help her to recover, and that you would just make her at ease. And I pray she would also find comfort in you and your promises, and find hope in them. We pray for this visiting family that came to be with us today. We know that you love your people everywhere. And so we pray for Nikolai and for Brenda that you would bless their ministry wherever they are headed and that you would help them to be focused on proclaiming the word as they have the opportunity, whether in English or another language, that they would make the most of the gifts and abilities that you have given them. And we pray for Brenda as well as she teaches her children. And I pray that they would grow up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. We also pray for our police officers, and we, we think especially of our brother Alex. Protect him, watch over him, especially on this night, which is notoriously known for things going bad. We pray you would just keep your special hand of watch care over him. We also pray for these countries of Israel and for Ukraine, and even for the people of Russia, that all would be at peace, that the fighting would cease, and you would be glorified because of peace brought to the land. Help the pastors in those areas to be faithful shepherds, even amidst the wars. We also pray for our elderly. We pray for the afflicted in our church. We think of especially Charlie and Becky. Help them with their various ailments. And we thank you for those doctors who we have that you have provided for us, who are skilled in what they do and will help us when we have a health need. And most of all, we thank you for your faithful mercies throughout 2023. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, uh, Logan prayed for peace in Israel and the Ukraine, uh, but as believers, of course, God gives us perfect peace if we, of course, embrace uh, the living and the true God. And so this is what the theme of our first hymn uh, will be. So if you'd like to stand after finding hymn 516-516, Like a River Glorious. Like a river glorious is God's perfect peace. Over all victorious 
in its bright increase. Perfect yet it floweth fuller every day. Perfect yet it groweth deeper all the way. Stayed upon Jehovah, hearts are fully blessed, finding as he promised perfect peace and rest. Hidden in the hollow of his blessed hand, Never foe can follow, never traitor stand. Not a surge of worry, not a shade of care, not a blast of hurry, touch the spirit there. Stayed upon Jehovah, hearts are fully blessed, finding as he promised, perfect peace and rest. Every joy or trial falleth from above, Traced upon our dial by the Son of Love. We may trust him fully, all for us to do. They who trust him wholly, find him wholly true. Stayed upon Jehovah, hearts are fully blessed, finding as he promised, perfect peace and rest. Good evening, church. Tonight will be a little more informal, as you all know, the circumstances of pastor not being able to be here and whatnot. Um, so, Happy New Year, New Year's Eve. What a blessing it is. Come to the end of 2023. And... So this evening we were going to have James Davis, he was going to do a testimony, um, but the pastor, since they're not able to be here um, and the congregation is fairly small, they thought, we'll just hold off on James doing his testimony. I mean, everybody would want to hear it. So I think they might have him do it on a Sunday morning at some point. So I'm excited to, to hear his, his testimony. So let me start off in prayer. Holy Father, we come to you tonight. We want to glorify you, magnify you, God, on this eve of a, a new year, 
Lord, we just look to you. We look to your mercies, your promises, your goodness, your love. Lord, I pray that you teach us through your word tonight. And we love you, God. And in your son's name we pray. Amen. Okay, so it is fitting from time to time for Christians to give personal testimonies. So I'm going to start off the service tonight just kind of talking a little bit about... Actually, Nikki, can I get my Bible back there? I'm sorry. I need it also with this. Um, the Bible talks about testimonies, and we have good examples of that throughout the Word. And so to start off the service tonight, I'm just going to talk about that and why we give personal testimonies from time to time. Thanks, darling. Um, So one of the, probably the most well-known testimonies is in the book of Acts, chapter 22, and that's where Paul gives his personal testimony to basically an angry mob in Jerusalem. He gives his testimony, and they end up arresting him. Um, I'm not going to read that, but do reread it when you get a chance, because it is... Just a powerful testimony that he gives. Um, but do turn to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, and I'll be reading around verse 18. So to set up this, what's happening, a demon-possessed man it comes up to Jesus, and Jesus ends up casting out these demons from this man into a herd of, I believe it's 200 pigs, and those pigs then run off to their death. But starting in verse 18, we read, <clears throat> As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. And Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them, how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the De Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. I love this story. I mean, this man was just saved from demon possession. The stark contrast between, man, the night of evil depravity to Jesus Christ freeing this man from this, this bondage to sin, demon possession, to the bright light of Christ Jesus. And Jesus tells him, go, tell people what I have done for you. Proclaim me, is what Jesus is saying. So personal testimonies, they're meant to point to God's amazing grace in salvation is what a personal testimony is for. You know, personal testimonies, they're not meant to point to the person, to me, but to what the Lord has done to us in our lives. We were blind, and but Jesus Christ, he opened our eyes. We now see the light of Jesus Christ. So personal testimonies, they do that just that. They, man, they, they, tell of the darkness of the dark and the light of Jesus Christ and they point to him 
as Savior, salvation. John the Baptist says, he must increase, but I must decrease. And those that give a testimony, that is the testimony. It's not about me. I was lost in sin, but for Christ Jesus. So another way that the Bible talks about testimonies is the testimony of the Holy Spirit of God. So if you want to turn with me to John chapter 15. John 15 verse 26. We read, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. So God himself testifies to us, to his believers, that Jesus Christ is, in fact, God, Lord, Savior. So what's the ultimate proof that the Bible is true, that this is the inerrant word of God? I mean, we could go to archaeology and we could go to some of the, the proofs that we see around the world, but it's the Holy Spirit. It's the testimony of the Holy Spirit in men's hearts. So when somebody asks me on the street when evangelizing, how do I know that's true? And all I have to do is what the apostles, what we see in the, in the Word, boldly proclaim the truth and tell them this is the Word of God, this is what He said. And the Holy Spirit, those that are God's, He will enlighten that to them. And it will be the testimony of God Himself telling that person to their, their mind, their heart, their soul, that this in fact is as our brother from the Middle East, our missionary. This is a holy book. This is not like the Quran or any other false. This is the true word of God. So God himself testifies to us that Jesus is in, Christ, in fact, in fact, Lord. He is in fact God and Savior. So 1 John 3, 6 says, And the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. So how do we know if a testimony is true? Right? I mean, we hear people give testimonies often. I do, even while evangelizing, somebody will come up and tell me um, their own personal testimony. Some are true, and they're truly born-again Christian brother and sister in Christ. Some are not judging by what they say and what the Bible says. So how do we judge between a true and false testimony? I mean, many people, their testimony will be heartfelt, a lot of emotion and a lot of feeling with it. A lot of them claiming to know God. Well, let's answer that question by looking at the scriptures. 1 John 4, verse 4, it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. 
because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now clearly in the world. So how can we know if a, a person is, their testimony is, is true? And because they are testifying to who Jesus Christ is, him coming in the flesh, the God-man, and what he did, his works on this earth, living the perfect life, dying on the cross, raised from the dead, a true testimony will point to, away from themselves, and point to Christ Jesus. So, at this point, um, I was going to let our brother James Davis come up and, and share his testimony, but obviously we're going to do that at another point. So going to kind of shift gears a little bit, and in light of it being New Year's Eve, um, I thought it might be just beneficial and, and just glorious to the Lord if we spent some time this evening reading the scriptures, a few scriptures of God's promises, um, ones that we can take with us into the new year, promises that we read from his word. So the first one is in Matthew chapter 11, if you want to turn there. All right, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all who are labor, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I mean, what greater promise do we have? God saved us, right, from his wrath and eternal con uh, condemnation by his grace. And he tells us, no longer are we burdened by the chains of sin. We have the Holy Spirit that breaks those bonds. Jesus is our rest. And we can rest in him. Next one will be Isaiah 41.10 Fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Another beautiful promise. 
Fear not, for I am with you, it says. Let's go into the new year without fear, without a looming you know, dread of guilt, but faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. God says, for I am with you. What a powerful promise the Lord God is, gives to us. What a, what a beautiful promise that is, guiding and directing us through his providence and word. So he will strengthen us and help us in our times of need, he says. He will hold us up in this next year. So we tend to fear, right? That tends to be our, kind of our go-to. And the Lord says not to fear. It's a direct command. Fear not. Not just a soft little, I don't fear, but no, fear not. For I am with you. When we are Christ's, when we are his children, we are not to fear, but to put it aside. Those feelings that we have of fear, we are to neglect them. Sometimes they're there and they bubble up, but we neglect those feelings. And we say, we, we trust you, Lord. You are with us. He says that he is our God. What an amazing thing that is. All right, Philippians 4. Verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonable, reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We do have much to rejoice of in the Lord. As the old hymn says, count your blessings, name them one by one. Man, we can't count them that, that high. The blessings that even God has given us this past year. I mean, how much do we have to rejoice over, to praise the Lord for? So we are, here we have also a command to shuck off our anxieties. Last passage was fear, here anxieties. What are we anxious about? Ask yourself that question. Is there things coming this next year that you are anxious about maybe? Think about those things. Bring them to the Lord. God gives us a remedy to our anxiety. He says, in everything, by prayer and supplication, bringing these things to the Lord, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I think it'd be a good resolve for us in this new year coming to spend more time in prayer. And I say that for myself. I make excuses sometimes because of kids and whatnot and work. But, boy, we need to set a time, an allotted time, to really spend quality time every day with the Lord, just bringing these prayers and supplications. And 
really the Lord tells us that that is a cure to the anxieties that we have in our life. To recognize that I am not in control, that the Lord is, that he has all things in his grasp, in his hands, and he loves us. And boy, we don't have to be anxious about anything when we trust in him, have faith in him. So what a promise at the end of the verse it says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So may the peace of the Lord rest upon us and rest upon our church in this coming year. May anxiety, anxiety be just man, squashed by our prayers and our supplications to our Father who loves us. All right, nextly is Proverbs 3. Verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord... With all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. So, in evangelism on the streets, we talk to, to so many people who trust in their own understanding, right? I mean, we all know people that don't know the Lord, that trust in themselves. They trust in the dictates of their own wicked heart. If I feel such a way, it must be true, is how the world goes about it. And we can see the, the ends of these people trusting in themselves. Um, they don't have an objective standard of truth, so they're, to them, truth is relative. At least they believe that. So they come up with every sort of way to dishonor the Lord and justify it as okay, you know, homosexuality, abortion, all these things, because they're trusting in the dictates of their own heart, what they feel, what they think. So, we, as Christians, boy, we have an objective standard of truth, a universal standard of what is true, and we can go to that, the Word of God, to know right from wrong, to know God's standard, God's law, how we can know the truth is by the word and knowing Jesus Christ, who is the word, who is the truth. So God tells us what is true, good, right, what is wrong. And we are told to trust the Lord and acknowledge him as that truth. In our every step, we are to acknowledge him, to consult his word and obey what God says. So, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding and in all of your ways. And that's something as we move forward into this next year, something we can practice. In what ways do I have um, that I need to repent of? In what ways have I not acknowledged the Lord? In which in what ways throughout my day, maybe at work or with parenting or with whatever it is, how am I not acknowledging God? So 
So we repent from those things and we turn to God and, and look to his word and honor what he says. So we are told to stay on the straight and narrow path, right? The Bible talks about that. God says here that when we are obedient to him, he makes our paths straight. He will guide us rightly, not swaying off to the right-hand side or the left-hand side, but he keeps our paths straight, and he does that through the word of God. All right, 1 Corinthians 15. Verses 56 and 57. All right, the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we see the effects of sin all around us. Boy, as every year I get older, I feel the effects of sin, my lower back hurting, the, just, just different ailments that we have. Um, I mean, if you're walking down the road, you ever see even roadkill. And man, the rotting stench and the vileness of something that's dying over there. You just want to uh, go around it. It stinks, right? I mean, even that is just a small reminder of the vileness and just the disgust of sin. That causes death. So while unsaved people only have death and eternal judgment to look forward to boy god gives us who deserve death his children victory over death through christ jesus so knowing that we have been saved from this death what we deserve eternal hell we look forward to the new year with a steadfast hope in christ immovable in god's truths and abounding in the works of the Lord. We have victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory from sin. Victory from the bondage of sin, the chains to it. And we can praise him for that. 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 and 10. Second Corinthians 12, verses 9 and 10. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So when we are weak in this new year, and there will be times in varying degrees that we will be weak in different ways. Boy, we can take comfort that the Lord is perfectly working in power, His power, through our weaknesses 
Maybe some of you can place this hymn verse. It says, Nothing in my hands I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Naked, come to thee for dress. Helpless, look to thee for grace. Foul, I to, to the fountain fly. Wash me, Savior, or I die. All right, a couple more here. Mark chapter 12. Verses 29 through 31. Mark 12, 29 through 31. Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So as we enter this new year, I put this one in here because it is the great commandment that the Lord has given us. So in the next year, let's love the Lord. Just remember that with our whole being, heart, soul, mind, strength, and loving our neighbors as ourselves, whether it's our siblings, whether it's our coworkers, those that we live around and are surrounded by. I think one of the best ways that we can love our neighbors, the best way, is to pray for opportunities to share the gospel with them, the love of Jesus Christ, the truth of his word. So lastly, Romans 1.16. Many of you know this by heart, and many of these by heart. Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew first, and also to the Greek. So we can be confident and we can be bold in our sharing of this gospel message. For it is the gospel that the Lord uses to bring about salvation to sinners. So we don't have to be ashamed to share the gospel and we should not be. We may be laughed at, we may be looked down upon, but... Boy, that's a small price to pay for the Lord saving one of our friends, one of our neighbors. So, as Pastor Daniel says, pray for opportunities to share the gospel with our friends, with our family, and whoever is lost that we come around um, this coming year. Just pray for those opportunities to, to share the word. All right, so I started this evening off by talking about testimonies, and like I said, James Davis is going to give us his testimony, and I'm really looking forward to that. I've heard some of it um, over the years through traveling with him and, and different things, through evangelism things. So I'm, I'm excited to hear the whole you know, story put together. Um, but I thought it'd be interesting. We have maybe 15 minutes if anybody would like to come up and kind of give your own sort of testimony, a short testimony of what the Lord has done 
in your own life in this past year, how you can see God working, what he's done in your life, or possibly the hopes, the expectations, or even the fears maybe that you have moving into this next year. So I can, I'll start us off. Um, boy, this last year, the Lord added to our, our family a baby. So that's been interesting, a, a fifth child. It's been very trying. Um, the more children you have, the more you recognize how selfish you are, right? Every new child, it's like, boy, that's another layer of selfishness that you recognize you have. So it's been good. It's been challenging. Um, and what a blessing it's been for little Leah to be part of our family. Um, and I think the Lord has really been strengthening Nikki and myself in different ways and, and just sanctifying us in our parenting um, and in patience, which is difficult with small ones sometimes. <laughs> but the Lord is good. And yeah, just, exp just, yeah, just love the Lord. And I'll leave it at that. So if anybody else wants to come up, I'll just take the microphone off. It's kind of loud, so you might be able to just talk with it just sitting right here. I'll just clip it on here. So if anybody else wants to come up, feel free. And uh, let Logan close us in prayer when he wants to. I mostly want to thank the Lord for being a part of this church family, this body of Christ. Um, we are very blessed with the men in our church. Now, I grew up Catholic, and the women kind of run the church in other churches that I've been. And... Uh, I don't know if it's popular to say it, but I'm glad that we have men that we can count on. And of course, there's the women, our sisters in Christ. We've got women that pray for us every single day. Every single day. How blessed are we? When you look around the world and how bad things are in most of the other little parts of the world, Children starving, war, killing, grief. We are very blessed. Now there may come a time, maybe even this year, where we're going to have to stand up and say, our Savior is Christ. We believe in Christ. And uh, so what I'm going to do this year is pray that I am strengthened and, and, and I'm courageous so that when the time comes I will not disappoint that's all firstly I want to reread something that Josh just read I want to reread Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. 
In both 2022 and 2023, I had a moment of crisis where I didn't understand what God was doing. And in the moment, I tried to lean on my own understanding. And in the moment, I got, I won't say I was angry with God, but I was frustrated with, God, what are you doing here? I don't see it. And then I get to the end of it, and God has worked it out so much better than I ever could have dreamed. So I want to share just a second of what my moment of crisis was this year. And I've been attending this church since the third Sunday in May. The Sunday, or it was a Saturday before the Sunday before that, so eight days before that, I got a call from my pastor that he had been forced out of my former church. And in the moment, I didn't understand it. Not at all. I don't still totally understand, but now on this side, seven months later, I see more of what's going on. But through all that chaos, God has brought me to a church that I'm not sure I thought existed. It is, like Rose said, it's a wonderful church. I have made friends here that I couldn't have ever dreamed were in my future. So I want to say thank you to you all. I want to say thank you to the people who are watching online that this has been just the most amazing seven months of being in a healthy, happy church home, because I do feel like I am home. Evening. Um, 2023 was a year of tremendous growth for um, my, my faith and my walk with God and just my growth just as a person. Um, don't know if I should say this, but uh, I think I will. Uh, I've been a member of this church, I remember, since December 11th of last year. So it's already been the one-year anniversary of me being a member of this church. Because I had you know, given my testimony to the elders. I've been baptized some of you might have been here the day I came up on the uh, the platform back here, and uh, and I was not sworn in as a member, but admitted into this church family. And um, every day after that, in that December, was awful. Uh, Satan attacked me spiritually endlessly and viciously he used my my insecurities my fears and my shortcomings to make me feel just worthless i i think that was the most depressed i'd ever been in my whole life and on christmas day i had started to consider taking my own life i it took uh an emergency visit to the uh, to the ER on December 27th after laying in bed for two days not wanting to do anything because I just felt so what's the point I guess in that in that room in the ER I had um, a visit from the Holy Spirit and I just just after a few a little bit in there I just felt the sense of peace and assuredness that everything was going to be okay. That it wasn't going to be easy. Nothing in this life is ever truly easy. But um, I guess in that moment, I 
like the Holy Spirit told me, you know, this year, this month, we know has been awful for you, but 2023, it's also not going to be easy, but you're going to become a better person at the end of this, at the end of next year. And I think I have grown tremendously in my, my, um, in my faith, my love, and my reliance on Christ. And um, I had told our brother Josh when we were out in front of Planned Parenthood on Thursday that I had finished reading through um, the New Testament from Matthew to Revelation. And as someone who grew up <laughs> hating reading just anything, I had always used the excuse when I was growing up that Christianity is not for me, it's based on a book, and I hate reading books. And, you know, I had slacked tremendously this year in reading in general, and so the last three or so months, I just sped through the New Testament, and that next, I've begun a little bit of the Old Testament, and I'll, I'm making it my goal to read through the Old Testament before the end of next year. Um... And uh, job, a job that I had been, um, I just, I, I'd gone to college a little bit and I just couldn't really figure out what I wanted to do, like as a career, like what am I going to do to support myself until I retire. So I've just been kind of going back and forth between a few jobs this year that didn't end as well as I would have liked, but um I had received the job at the end of this year, and uh, there's still, I don't know why, it's taking a bit longer for the uh, you know, drug test and background check to go through the system and all that, but um, I think 2024 will be the year where I you know, gain more, and I, I love my mother to death, anyone who knows my mom, you know, she, she takes tremendous care of me, and she loves me. And uh, she really stepped up to take care of two grown sons after my father passed away almost six years ago. And I think 2024 will be the time where I, you know, separate from her and I can support myself fully. And, uh, you know, with gaining that kind of independence for yourself. And, you know, we talk about trusting in God to help us, to provide for us. And so I guess that's another thing that I've grown in this year is trust in God. You know, very rarely when we make any kind of plan for anything does it ever kind of work out the way we thought it would. And, you know, I'm just praying, you know, 2024, I have all these, my, all these ideas in my head about you know, what will happen. But ultimately, you know, we got to trust that God knows what's better for us, better than what we might think is best for us and ultimately you know whatever we want his will will be done so i pray you know uh 2024 is good for this congregation and to all those who call this place home uh it's been a tremendous um journey to get to know a lot of people here or some who aren't here, usually, that are in the morning service. Um, I just pray that I, I continue to, you know, grow, grow in the Lord, that he will, you know, be, be right here on my, on my shoulder, you know, 
guiding me, pointing me to what he wants me to do, whether I want it or not, or whether I think it's best for me and what I want. And uh, so yeah, here's to 2024. There's so many things I could say I'm grateful for. Um, but one that kind of came full circle, at the beginning of this year, I felt an urge to go to Colorado. And I don't know why, but I felt I had to go for a certain time to hear my sister sing in a choir. And um, so we went and I got to see my college professor, Pastor Stephen Ong. If you met Pastor Ong, he is an amazing man who loved God, his family, and England. He was such a friendly fellow. He always had a smile for you, and his laugh was very contagious. And uh, this December, the Lord miraculously took him home so he didn't have to battle cancer. I didn't get to attend the funeral, but I thank the Lord so much for Pastor Ong and his influence, and that our church is full of people, I think, are that way, who are always smiling, laughing, and so happy to see you. And I praise the Lord for that, and I hope that I will be an encouragement like Pastor Ong to our church family in 2024. Well, we are commanded to declare the works of the Lord. And that's what we've done today. Declaring his works, making them known that he is good to us. He will help us and keep us all throughout our lives. From this year to the next year, even to the year that we meet him face to face. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We ask you just keep being faithful to us. We know you will. Help us to be more faithful to you. Help us to obey you in the new year and to just rest and trust in you and find peace and comfort in your wonderful mercies to us. As for all this, we praise you. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen.